Hey guys, it's Greg and Corey here with the Shooter's Mindset. Um, as you can tell, uh, Jennifer is not here today. She has to do like work at the job that pays the bills. So we are again left unsupervised. We are here with Scott Green, fresh off of his uh, Ipsic Shotgun World Championship win. Um, hopefully he'll do more talking Corey and I tonight because he probably has a whole lot more cool stories than we do. I don't know about that. I just so, got one, one, one good story. <laughs> I'm ready. So Scott, let's take a brief moment to introduce yourself for our viewers who aren't familiar with you. Uh, my name's Scott Green. Uh, I'm out of Reno, Nevada. Uh, started shooting, you know, 2014, 2015, something like that. Mainly shoot three gun. Uh, well, I guess not mainly anymore, but I do, I, Prefer to shoot three gun. Shoot a lot of USPSA, a lot of IPSC, and basically anything I get can get my hands on. Really, I like it. Yeah, just shoot a little bit of everything. Yep, I just like to compete. <laughs> I understand that. So, uh, what is your background outside of shooting? Um. Well, I basically grew up playing sports my whole life, and then. That started going pretty well. I played baseball in college. Uh, and then after that, you know, had to get a job. So that was lame. And then <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, you know, that competitive itch and ended up finding this game through, you know, I don't even know how I ended up finding it really. But anyway, I found this game and it, it scratched that itch and then it kind of got hooked and, uh, you know, ran with it and, now I it's all I want to do. I didn't know you were a college athlete. Yep, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> huh. Yeah, played baseball in college. That was it was going pretty well for a while, and you know, then real life sets in. So, yeah, that explains why you're fast. Uh, not running, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent. We'll come back oh, to no. that. You can come back. That's fine. <laughs> so how did you get into shooting? So there's a couple answers. Um, my parents will say they did it. My parents' friends will say they got me into it because they bought me a BB gun. Uh, I could also say it was because of, of high school. Uh, we had a rifle team. So, you know, 22s, 10 meters, whatever it was. Um and so I joined that because shooting guns on campus the good way sounded really fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I can shoot a gun like over there on campus. And they're like, yeah, totally. We do it all the time. So whenever they did that, loved it. Uh, and then, you know, baseball in college kind of took over my life after that. And then uh, the third story would be I had an ex whose father was into guns and I hadn't owned, I didn't own a gun yet. And so I ended up buying a gun so I can go shoot with her and her family. And then I got really hooked after that. Sweet. What'd you get? <laughs> uh, oh. It was a, <laughs> a Ruger P95 was my first gun that I bought. Yeah. Big oh, nice. Brick of a handgun. Uh, had it for, couple of months sold it traded up sold that next gun traded up and ended up i don't know four or five guns down the line finding uh a competitive side of stuff yeah is that a double action only nine millimeter 
Uh, I think it was double single. I can't remember. Okay. I try to forget that thing. But <laughs> my dad actually yeah. has one of those hidden down in the bottom of the safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a, it you was an interesting gun. So you this is right kind of a fun on. question. Corey, mm-hmm. what was your first gun? Uh, a Ruger 1022 that I still have. And I shot to GM and Steel Challenge in uh, RFRO. Nice. Yeah. It's still got a uh, a dot on it that I got about seven years ago now. And I, so we used to go out with the judo team and like I'd hand everyone a 25 round mag and a 10 round mag and just say, keep these full between stages and your fifth run, switch mags. And we go out with like four people and shoot that thing. Nice. Yeah. I've done that at a steel challenge match before with my uh, Ruger Mark IV, like, there was a couple from work that wanted to try steel challenge and they're like, we'd rather do this with a 22 than a, you know, a nine mil. And it's like, okay, we'll shoot mine. And then I think my brother and Jen also ended up coming and it's like, here, shoot this. And then somebody else from the match, their gun broke. I was like, here, shoot this. It was great. We had a whole like mag loading army. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. So Scott, what all are you currently doing in the in the industry besides for shooting? Uh, so I actually work uh, and you know I manage all the production for LAG Tactical, we're a CADEX manufacturer slash injection molding company out of uh, Reno. Make holsters, bag pouches, you know, you name it, that kind of stuff. So I work there full time along with uh, shooting. Sweet. Do you enjoy mm-hmm. working in the industry? Yes and no. Um, Mostly yes, it's a from my experience, it's pretty laid back. Uh, you know, we're not some giant, you know, multi multi million dollar company. We're a, we're a smaller company. Uh, we've only got like 12, 13 employees, so it's it's pretty laid back. It's fun to get to get a lot of connections made. That's great. Um, and you know, actually, the people are great. I love having not having an HR department. And that's fantastic. <laughs> Very important so, in the firearms industry. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, I can't really complain too much. I'm I'm pretty happy. That is pretty awesome. Like you always hear people that are like, you know, don't don't do your hobbies for work because then it'll become work. But like, also like, you know, I mean, I guess like if your hobby was making holsters, then your that would become work. But like being in the industry but not like you know I, I don't think you're still killing your hobby by just it being in the same industry i think it's would be a lot of fun yeah and luckily for me i was uh sponsored by them before i was working for them full-time so i already liked them anyway it, it was it was a great little transition there yeah awesome. and one thing you mentioned was like there's so many fun people in the industry mm-hmm. you really do get to work with a lot of like cool fun people and yeah, that I don't think that can be overstated. It's really, really different from other industries. Yeah, it's a small world, and the whole shooting industry is a pretty small world. Competitive shooting is an even smaller world inside of that world. But the people you may <laughs> you meet are, yeah. are pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> we're all like minded people, so you know, mm. it's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that would go a long way to like not get funny looks when like you know someone's like, oh, what did you do this weekend? I shot a thousand rounds you know blew something right (laughs) yeah meanwhile someone outside the industry says a thousand rounds what are you talking about yeah 
Mm-hmm. Greg and Jen asked me why I shot three matches in a weekend. <laughs> like, so I've never like gotten a tour of your house over Zoom, but like, I just don't understand like how you manage to like keep a house together. Like, is there dishes on the floor? No, sir. There's not a TV. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just empty. <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff it's just guns <laughs> <laughs> so what were your goals and expectations going into the world shoot uh i mean so it may sound cocky to say i was trying to win um but i was uh i had finished eighth at the previous world shoot and had you know half the stages go haywire for one reason or another. So I knew I had the potential and I've been, you know, I've shot with Josh, what seems like forever now who won the last one. And yep. more often than not, he and I are trading things back and forth, but with that previous world shoot, things had, had fallen apart for me a little bit. Um, so this one, I was highly motivated to go there. Um, and what was the other half of that question? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the other half. I land on the brain. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Go- goals and expectations. Oh Yeah. Oh, expectations. So my my main goal, I wanted to win, yes, but my expectation was to try to get a podium. That was that might have been my main goal was to get on the podium. Uh, aside from individually, I wanted to get the U.S. team uh, on the podium, if not on the top step, which we damn near got. Oh, it was so close. Um, yeah. But yeah, the U.S. team really the, Yeah, the U.S. team. I wanted on the podium. I wanted me on the podium. I want America flags. Behind us, playing the anthem, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So for folks that don't know, the American team got silver, but it came down to like a target or two knocked mm-hmm. over as like a no shoot or something like that. It was very, very close. Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar, for the World Shoot teams, they just you have a four person team, and they take the the three highest totals of match points and combine them. And that's your team score. Uh, and once we combined our team score uh, and the winning team score, we both had over 4,000 points, something like that combined. And we had lost out on the gold medal by less than four points. Yeah. Out of over 4,000. We, oh, right so we were right there. Right there. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned you'd been before. Mm-hmm. Did you train differently this time? I, having shot an EPSIC match like internationally, everyone says it's wildly different. So, what did you do different in training? Uh, compared to three gun or the last world shoot? Both. Okay. Let's do both. Um, three, from three gun, it's not. People want to think it's like this whole crazy different game. It's really not. You're still shooting shotguns. They just put things you can't hit in front of it, right? It's not. Right, overly complicated. So you just take, you have to learn your chokes. You have to yep. learn your chokes at various distances. And that's it. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. Yeah. Um. So it's really just learn to shoot around things uh, compared to three gun. The speed is still mm-hmm. there. There's still some open targets. The movement's all the same kind of stuff we do in three gun. Same kind of stuff you do in USPSA position work and entries exits you know all that whole the whole nine yards there but people want to overcomplicate the the no shoots and the concept behind them but it's not that 
it's not that much. Like just learn your chokes, have a spreadsheet, have some kind of picture on your phone, something to reference, mm-hmm. and then just trust yourself. Yeah. One thing Varick mentioned was there wasn't as much shooting on the move. Did you feel that same way? That yeah, I, I do. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of that this time, but that's actually kind of what I expected from Ipsic. So I've shot probably I, I don't know, four or five, six international Ipsic matches. Um mm-hmm. and the general feel is always <laughs> shoot from here and then go over there, shoot from there, then so on and so forth down throughout the stage. Right. So I had that expectation going into it. And you know, previous experience shooting Ipsic shotgun has helped with that. So I wasn't too surprised with it. Um there was a couple instances of shooting on the move, but I would say you only had maybe 20% of the targets you could shoot on the move if you wanted to. Okay. And even then it might've been risky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this is one we always want to ask people, like how many rounds a week did you go through? So I'm a little different in that. Um, I only, hmm, the last month two months were only the real heavy live fire weekends i did before the match um and it would be 100 rounds a day okay that's it that's not a lot no it's not um you know i go out to the range i have a tiny car i got a packet full Mm -hmm. of steel i got a haul out there set it up shoot a little bit drive back it's half an hour from my house i'm not trying to spend you know in eight to ten hours at the range i want to get in get my work done get back home and relax kind of thing okay and so you're if I'm, definitely yeah. going with a plan yeah if i'm i definitely have a plan every day has a plan this day is going to be either this choke at this distance or tight shots or movements and every single day is reloads because we only get 10 round mags and open right so every day you're reloading all the time i don't think i ever shot in practice more than four rounds without reloading ever throughout the, the two months that was heavy heavy training wow i yeah That's a reloading, lot of cleaning <laughs> reloading is big um yeah. especially out there so uh and you're never going to have more than probably four or five may, maybe five shots in a single yeah. array before you're moving anyway so i'm not trying to set up eight ten steel in a line and just do it for the gram no i'm not gonna do that no. add three gun nation let's go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i yeah. you know uh, my my general practice was i'd take out five spring poppers and i'd shoot three of them and i have i would have two of them be no shoots and i'd shoot that and okay. i'd reload and do that again and then i would change the distances and i'd change chokes and i'd learn all the variances of that awesome Mm-hmm. Did you do a lot of live fire or sorry, dry fire? Um, dry fire, yeah. Um, so leading up to it, uh, I would say I'm again, I two or three months out. Um, I'm starting to do it half an hour a week. I'll do that, and then really? I get the then I get to two months and I'll go to half an hour twice a week. Then I'll okay. go to I'm two weeks out now. I'm going. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes a day, four times a day. Then, Ooh. yeah. Wow. So I'll, I'll take the guns. So luckily, again, I'm in the industry. I can take my guns to work. No big deal. 
We have <laughs> we nice flex. Yeah, nice. we have yeah, you and Dylan. We, <laughs> we have uh we have breaks, you know, every couple hours. So instead of sitting down scrolling my phone, I'm out there dry firing on break. So okay. I get you know four breaks a day. That's another hour right there of practice. So I'll be doing that okay. the last two weeks of uh before I leave. Dry that's interesting. breaks at work. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a super cool breakdown too. I don't think I've heard of someone increasing kind of exponentially in dry fire. Yeah, I don't want to burn myself out, right? I don't want to yeah. you want to build up, you know, calluses where you need them and you know the strength right. where you need it. But I'm not about to dry fire an hour every day. Sure, there are there are times when that's you know beneficial. Um yeah. But I don't want to burn myself out. I've been doing this long enough now that I I take breaks. I'm not afraid to take breaks at all. <laughs> They're great, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, so good. They're so good. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm at a point now where I know what I need to get to the point where I want to compete, and so uh, I'll I'll build up to that point. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a hundred rounds a week is probably a, a, like... no hundred rounds a day on the last. Oh, a day on the last a day on the week. last. Two weeks. The last <laughs> month. Last month was a hundred rounds. Uh so a three hundred rounds a week. I only had three oh, days. Okay. I have three day weekends. So I would shoot three hundred to three to five, three to four hundred rounds on a week for the last two two to four weeks. Before that, it would only be about two hundred rounds a month, something like that. That's still a pretty light, light live fire schedule compared to what i've heard from some of the other guys like you yeah. brought up josh like mm-hmm. yeah i can't shoot 500 rounds a day that's not in the uh, <laughs> not in the budget i don't have uh, an ammo sponsor wink wink somebody help me out yeah uh, <laughs> so you, you know also, it'd be great you have smaller shoulders and uh yeah 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 <laughs> so you know uh would i like to shoot 500 rounds a day yeah um don't have a range in the backyard. Don't have a vehicle to haul all that crap there all the time. Um, you know, I, I can't. It's not in my in my world. So I do what I can with what I got. For the listeners, I'm shaking my head. I would not like to shoot 500 rounds of shotgun a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be fun. Uh, yeah. So, you know, give yourself, uh, you know, two to 300 rounds a weekend and five pieces of steel. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Five small awesome. pieces of steel. Yeah. So we brought it up earlier that you played a college sport. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that being an athlete at kind of a high level has helped you in shooting just in general? So, yes. Um, and I know the next question on the list uh, is going to tie into it. Um I think it does. I think there are people who are athletic and people who are unathletic. Can you get better at shooting if you're unathletic? Yes, you can. Are you going to win a match if you're unathletic? You're probably not going to. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. If if you're athletic, you're going to do okay. You're gonna you're gonna find a way to adapt to what works for you. If you're athletic and you have a lot of determination and you work hard, you could probably win pretty easily. Well, not easily. You'd be able to compete very easily if you're if you're competitive and you have some athletic ability. Huh. Do you think baseball being like a hand-eye coordination sport is an advantage for shooting? Um, I do. I think hand-eye coordination is the biggest thing for shooting because okay. we all know guys who are great shooters and are 
big, I'll say. Very, they're large humans, large mammals, and they shoot very well. Yeah, that may be because they have some pretty good hand-eye coordination. Are they athletic? Then you got to start defining what's athletic, right? You go into hand-eye coordination versus can you lift weights really good? It's it's a it's a, like we're it's beating a around the Sam Larkin bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not Sam. Sam's Sam's an athlete. I'll give Sam athlete. He's I know. Good. Yeah. He's, he's just a, a big he's, guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, but he's a he's a coordinated guy, but he's a big guy. And he's he's good at shooting. I think that's mostly he's, yeah. I would call him an athlete. But you know, there are people who are in great shape who are horribly uncoordinated, who are not gonna be who are not going to be great athletes. So, you know, uh, I would say hand-eye coordination is a, is a big, is a big factor. Yeah. I was just curious because I was thinking about it just in the back of my mind and you and Christian are both world champions in IPSC and you both played college baseball mm-hmm. for a little time, a little time, please. So I was just curious about that. Um, next question, which you did read the questions beforehand. I did. Um, <laughs> do you think that, Having worked with coaches before, it's important to work with a shooting coach or an athletic coach for shooting if you want if you want to win like these level matches. I'm a horrible person to ask that um, okay. because I've never taken a shooting lesson. Really? Yeah. No I'm, classes, no anything? I am fully self, self-taught and YouTubed. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. You so YouTube, yeah. So do y'all remember okay. a shot uh, a show a show called uh what was it called? Dang it, uh, Big Shot. Yeah, I do. So it's when they used to follow around, you know, Jerry Mitchellick and Clint Upchurch mm-hmm. and Max Michelle and those guys. When I first got into shooting, I probably watched every season of that four or five times through. Once I started huh. shooting and I was just seeing what are they doing and why are they better than everybody else? It doesn't sound like they're pulling the trigger faster. Sometimes they are sure. Right. But how are they gapping the field by 30, 40%? It doesn't make any sense. And then I start, you know, you start noticing some small things like Max Michelle on one stage stuck in my head. He's got a port and then another wall and a port, another wall and a port, all horizontal on stage. And he's, just shuffling port to port blending and the like, whole thing and i'm like why the hell aren't you running to the port and then you know you go to the range and you try it and if yep. you unsquare your shoulders and run and reset up it's like 40 percent longer to do that than just shuffle over two shuffles yep yeah so horribly slow yeah i'm more of a you know i'll figure it out myself kind of guy um okay but also i wasn't about to pay somebody to teach me so you know budget is a factor so i mean that's that's really impressive though mm. to be able to learn like that and learning itself being a skill that that's that's cool i wish i had that mm. a little jealous yeah i was also obsessive for the first four years so once i started i i shot my first match and then i didn't miss a single weekend not one weekend for four years i shot every weekend for four years at a match or i would say at least 45 matches a year my first four yeah. years yeah something like that checks i was upset i was obsessed yeah i was obsessed great schedule Mm -hmm. Corey's getting excited here with that that kind of match schedule he's like oh 45 yes i can that's low that's that's local matches i'm talking about i'm not talking about you know big major travel matches yeah 
no, 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 you, you'd die. I did 65 in a year with 12 majors, and Ooh. that's not good for home life. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> so we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video. We'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back on the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos all stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. Maybe not tomorrow because it's my birthday. Um, so maybe the day after. Um, <laughs> Happy, Happy early birthday. birthday. Thank you. And then finally, everything eventually ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. So that's a great place to look up past episodes. Greg, I'm, I'm scrolling through the lives. <laughs> We're not asking. But John McClain is in here. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I cannot keep a straight face. I love that guy so much. Uh, love you, John. <laughs> hey, uh, Tyler and Mike both wish you a happy birthday, though. So, <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're the best. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, John. I love you. I can't read any of these out loud. <laughs> oh, I want to pull it up so bad right now. Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> oh. Nope, nope. We don't have any lives at all, Greg. None. No lives. <laughs> okay. So switching gears, trying to get some composure back. Um, three gun is not exactly growing, but sure. a lot of the individual disciplines seem like they could. Like Ipsic Rifle is starting to kind of move in the right direction with Carbine Series. Um, what do you think is the key to growing like shotgun and Ipsic stock shooting and three gun for, I guess, the extension of that? Um, I think someone's just going to have to put a match on the ground and then wear the losses on the cheek for the first couple of years of putting that match down. You've run matches before. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's gonna have to just just you know put it on the ground, run it, Mm -hmm. and then continue to do it. We've had uh, a couple of things like we mentioned before the show, the Lucas series, that was on the ground for a year. Three of those matches before the previous Shotgun World shoot, that was fantastic. Didn't have a lot of attendance, but they were great matches. They were run great, and it was a ton of fun. Super fun. They were super fun. They even got Greg shooting them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, if if that was still around today, I think you'd be doing great. I think it would. Um, Especially up north. Those guys up north love to shoot. The guys on the East Coast love to shoot shotguns. There's a lot of that. Um, I think it's just going to take having a match on the ground and trying to break down this weird divide that this country has between tactical shooting and competitive shooting. I don't know why the, it is the way it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you want to learn to shoot a gun, shoot a gun. If you want to learn tactics, go learn tactics. They don't have to be overlapped every time you do them. Like, no, <laughs> it's fun to turn money into noise. Come do it out here. Sure. Some of us wear ridiculous nascar jerseys it's great but yeah and some of us larp it's yeah, fine. we're just out there having fun like come have fun it's a it's we need to bring friends to the match get them hooked the same way i got hooked and i think uh, i think it'll go from there except the ak guys right oh god i've shot one ak match it's wild <laughs> <laughs> they're okay they're fun in their own way 
I just wish that like the costume didn't involve the mag and the gun the whole day. That's my uh, one thing. Everything uh, else is yeah. fun. Yeah. With my I shot the I shot Red October one year and when I saw someone in a full on bunny mascot costume shooting a full <laughs> auto RPK. Oh <laughs> well, yes, America. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I'm... yeah, there's a lot of ways to shoot. <laughs> That's one of them. How can you not love it though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just think that we need to break down that divide between tactical shooting and competitive shooting and just call it going shooting, you know? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. I'm down yeah. with it. Yeah, that's a, a big point. Just there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm going shooting this weekend and I'm just going to go do whatever. Like, it's more fun when you have like targets that someone else sets up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to rotate, right? used to have you know a couple matches a month and a club would set up and it was you know five to ten guys and they would set up their match and then they'd go to the next town over and they'd shoot that match Mm -hmm. and yeah you'd help out but there was always that core group that arrived it's you know whatever dark 30 and set up the majority of it um but i think you're right i think it's it's man setting up a three-gun or a shotgun match with a lot of steel is a lot harder than leaving prs targets in the field (laughs) that's true i love setting up my nrl 22 match i got a box of targets this big and i well i can't (laughs) but you know my one target box and a couple props and i'm done so we got a few on the live section we can read now oh thank god (laughs) oh boy john (laughs) thank you ruben (laughs) ah ruben love ruben (laughs) so john would like to know what's your one big takeaway from the match I don't know if I have a, a singular takeaway from that match. I think the whole experience was my takeaway. The whole thing, uh, going halfway around the world, going with you know friends, uh, eating exotic food, being in amazing weather instead of back home in the freezing cold. All of it. The whole. The whole you know, and oh, I guess winning is pretty good too. I guess, <laughs> but you know, the the whole thing it was was what. I took away it wasn't it wasn't one singular aspect that's an acceptable answer i'm glad you put weather over winning that that warm winter <laughs> uh, i hate the cold so much i hate it you <laughs> really do it. don't you mm-hmm. so uh ruben said it was amazing watching scott have an absolutely elite mental performance from day one all the way through the match finish thank you ruben couldn't do it without you. If you weren't there to, uh, you know, if I start getting a little squirrely, he was there to look at me and say, so what? Like, that, that actually literally happened. There was some stuff that started slipping away here and there, and then I, I may have soaked in my head for longer than I should have let it, and he's sitting right next to me telling me, so what? Who cares? Go shoot more. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't have done it without you, buddy. Thank you. So, uh, also, when we were talking about setting up matches and stuff, uh, Mike Sexton said he knows a place if uh, anybody's looking to do that, Clinton House Plantation. Oh, I know a guy with a place. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, so what were your favorite and least favorite stages at the world shoot? So my favorite would not be a singular stage, although the one that was themed with the, uh, you know, cut out dinosaurs was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. So yeah, all the, all the big stages, you know, Ipsic follows a three, two, one rule pretty well, very strictly. Um, the big stages were always great. Us Americans tend to do better at the big, longer stages anyway. You know, a lot more shooting, a lot more moving. It's it's great for us. But America. my singular America, my singular favorite stage was actually the very last stage of day one. It's not because I had a great stage. I didn't have a great stage. I had a good stage. But it was the last stage of the very first day, and every person on the U.S. men's open team got progressively better and we all shot a really good last stage and it was the best feeling walking out of there having all four of us having shot a great stage That's that was my cool. favorite yeah least favorite was all the low ports low ports suck i hate them That's about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> how tall are you a six four yeah yeah so there's a little context there <laughs> yeah yeah at least you don't have a 25 round tube and a low board. That's true. 10 round mags helps a lot. <laughs> not that bad. It's not it's not too bad. But you know, enough with the low ports. Let's, let's bring it up. Yeah. If I gotta yeah. go down, we can bring out step tools for short guys to get over high walls. That's fine. Preach. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> they have to shout hardcore parkour as they go over. Too, yes. Right? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh, uh, so where do you go from here? You won the the big match. What's your next goal? Win another one or win that one again, I guess. Um, okay. I'm not, I mean, if there was anything bigger right now, th there's rumors about, you know, down the road, this potentially Ipsic in general being in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, I think that's still a long ways off, at least another 8, 10, 12, whatever it is, 8, 12 years, something like that. And I'll probably have aged out by then. All these young kids are phenomenal. And uh, <laughs> I like talking food. about Varric. <laughs> no, Varric, Varric's one of them. Varric, you know, Wydell, another one. They're all these yeah. yeah. kids, man. And uh, I like food way too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking if, the Chicago lifestyle, know, the four Pete with the Ipsic, and then just eat yourself into a retirement. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm still competitive. I'm too competitive to get overly thick. So, <laughs> uh, I think the next the next one for me is to get the U.S. team, the full team, on the top step and have the U.S. delegation be one, two, and three. So I want nothing but American yeah. flags on that podium throughout it. That's what I want. America, I America. love it. America. I love it. Um, are you going next year to rifle? I, I applied. Um, I'm still a little salty about a lot of the stuff that happened on the back end of this shotgun match, but without getting too crazy into it. Um, if it's much simpler than this one was to go to, I'm happy to go. Um, I, okay. I want to go. I'd love the match. I love the guys who shoot the match. I love that's in Finland. I love the Finnish guys I've talked to. I'd love to go. Um, but, you know, there needs to be some clear changes and stuff done within USPSA to help everyone have better peace of mind about who and why and how they're all going to this match. Okay. Yeah. And so the match is in 
little over seven months. Mm-hmm. The team selection was, I guess the application was last Friday, mm-hmm. the second round, right? Because there was um, one in August before that, but they changed it. Yeah, the deadline to apply for a slot was the 5th of January, 2024, and the match is in August of 2024. Um, yeah. It's too bad because we have, you know, IWI's sponsored uh, rifle match coming up here in a couple of months. But before that even happens yeah. as a qualifier, we are going to have to select teams this month based yes. off of some metric somewhere, somehow. Yeah. So, which we're just going to focus on. Shout out Jeremy and IWI. Jeremy on that series. Yes, Jeremy, that's, you're the man. Yes, that sounds awesome. I definitely want to make it to one of those. Yeah. All right. My favorite part: gear. Let's talk gear because that's what makes you better, right? <laughs> yeah, you buy more gear, you go faster. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, what shotgun did you use? Uh, so I used a Dissonant Arms. KL12. Look at this. I have a prop. I brought it. Ooh, props are fun. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. What red dots you got on there? Uh, these are the six-minute Vortex Razor red dots. I have two of them on there. Why do you have Whoop. two red dots on a shotgun? Because well, he has I... two eyes, dummy. Yeah, one for both eyes. Since I have an empty gun and there's no one in my house, I can do this. So it's for leaning around corners, right? Here, yep. lean around the corner, rotate the gun. You don't gotta switch shoulders and do all that crazy crap. Just roll the gun as you lean around weak side leans. I just tell people it's for the gram, so I get that question. Yeah, and to flex, you know. <laughs> to flex. <laughs> uh what ammo did you run? Uh so thank you, uh Dissident and Federal for coming up together with the action shotgun line of ammo through Federal. Um it's specifically made for magpad shotguns and the sport that we shoot. And because of that, we had a phenomenal time with our ammo, as opposed to the match ammo that was supplied at that match, which caused many problems for many people and was a big point of contention throughout the whole match. So thank you, Ooh. Federal and Dissident and all the guys involved with creating that ammo and getting it over there to us. Thank you, Land and Mike from Dissident for setting that up and dealing with all the loopholes that came with it so that uh, the U.S. team could run the, you know, by far the best functioning ammo in the match. Man, that's awesome that everyone mm-hmm. came together to do that. Like you were talking about earlier, people in this industry mm-hmm. will bend over backwards to help each other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what hat did you wear while you are in the, the Thailand? You know, I wore, I wore various hats. Um, uh <laughs> There were some that didn't have a top, so they call it a visor. No, I didn't wear a visor. But <laughs> <laughs> I do have an American flag visor I should have worn, and I'm mad that I didn't have the cojones to wear it. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, you won the match. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some dissident hats, got some Vortex hats. Uh, you know, Ribbon was nice enough to bring out some Vortex hats with the uh, USA, USA flag behind the Vortex logo. It was great. Nice, uh, sweet. Yeah, you nice. know, and uh, there were various uh, headwear on display at the match. <laughs> I wonder if Ruben has one of those that doesn't fit him. I bet he does. I wonder. I bet he can find one. <laughs> I'm also wondering if any of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, are there any 
safe for viewing lives. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. William said both gold star to federal premium, as well as asked how different was the match versus nationals here. So I'm assuming he's referring to multi-gun nationals. Yeah. Um, so picture half the match being stages 11 and 12, but only being eight shots. If you didn't like that. Oh, that's exactly what half of Ipsic shotgun is. It's eight round stages that are usually going to be sub six seconds. Yeah. And don't mess up because it's literally <laughs> half the match. <laughs> um, you can think you, you can crush a long stage, but if you, if you mess up, um, you know, half of the short courses that you shoot, you're going to lose a lot of points and you're going to be totally out of it. So uh, it's performing on demand. Um, and it's there's a lot less running than nationals too, which was fantastic. <laughs> so in Ipsic, there was probably only a down in that match in the world shoot. There's only downtime of about a, a second or two between, maybe three seconds of movement between the longest points of not shooting to shooting. Yeah, and I think there were some multiple sixty yard runs in nationals that kind of stuff. So yeah, Still that was the biggest better difference. than two hundred yards from fallen brethren. Yep, yep, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fun. What can I say? <laughs> I was 18, maybe not anymore. <laughs> should we should we talk about the uh the 30 some odd miles of uh rocking at Mammoth this weekend? Greg, I think you should. I think you should tell people about your hot tub experience. Oh, so it was great. <laughs> While all the mammoth competitors were out, you know, sleeping in their tents and there's ice on the ground and everything's still wet and everything like that. You know, I had a hard day standing behind my spot and scope set up here. So I just, you know, drove the 11 minutes from base back to my house and went and sat in the hot tub, had myself a nice drink. You know, after that, I showered off with my uh, three shower heads going all at the same time before I got in my king size bed. The uh, the competitors really enjoyed hearing about that in the morning, especially the first stage when it was still ice on the ground and cold and stuff. I'm surprised they made you stand as an RO. I thought they would have taken care of you with a chair, maybe a lazy boy. So I had the chair. So I have the the fat man back here. Um, I got it from Cabela's extra wide and I got it because, you know, Back in the the three gun and the pistol days and stuff, like every once in a while, I I had a chair when something was a little bit slow, and I could sit in it with my belt on. And the pistol, oh. it's nice, and I mean, you can just kick back. I actually took about a uh, about an hour nap in it on Saturday when the fog rolled in. Oh. My stage was <laughs> almost eleven hundred yards, and uh, we got three teams through in the morning until the fog rolled in where we couldn't see the berm that was probably about 120 yards from the firing line like, at all. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have lost Scott. <laughs> no. I, I, I like stories, man. I keep going. I like hearing about other people's misfortune. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Greg, you're not selling me up, man. Not after that story. <laughs> Uh, it'll Corey. This is all you. It sucks so <laughs> bad. Like anything painful and torturous to you. Uh, I'm with the 
with my man over here. I like food too much, and I don't feel like being cold anymore. I've done enough of that. Yes. <laughs> cool. Let's have some shout outs. All right. Corey, why don't you go first? <laughs> man, I'm going to shout you out, Greg. Thank you for ROing Mammoth. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> for all the people that suffered and then had to listen to you tell them about your three-head shower. Oh, oh the, this is why we need Jen. Keep I, I think track. they hated me worse when they looked at my chest and realized I was glowing like Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, this Milwaukee heated jacket is the best. I'm like toasting. <laughs> They're like, what, what happens when the battery dies? I'm like, I got half a dozen in the truck. I'm good all weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scott, hit us with your shout outs. <laughs> you know, I gotta start out Mike and Land Dissident, Ruben, the, the three of them, my teammates. Shout out to you boys. Uh couldn't do anything without you guys. Uh, you know, shout out to uh Jeremy Gresham, IWI, for supporting our team out there. Love you, buddy. Couldn't do it without you. Um, I can just go down the sponsor list, I guess, too, also while I'm at it. But no, um, you know. <laughs> Um, LAG Tactical, a uh, company I work for. We happen to supply the men's team with uh, new mag pouches that were all decked out. Uh, I don't have one with me, unfortunately. It's on the way to Shot Show for our booth. But we made some red, white, and blue three-layered carved USA mag pouches that we all rocked Sweet. out there. They look real good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Limcat, Second Family, love you guys. Um, they support me in everything I do. Um. And my wife, actually, too, you know, uh, for, for, you know, she was out there with me for that match. And uh, she is the person who understands what I was there to do. And so she came early and she just ran off and did her own thing for four or five days while I was shooting. And then we met up after and did our own vacation. So she let me have my space. And that was amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, shout outs for me. I wanted to thank you, Scott, for taking what an hour and a half out of your time to come and chat with us and let everybody ask all sorts of questions of you. Um, after coming off of such a big win, you know, it's kind of awesome to be in the presence of a world champion. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's life changing. Huh? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> I see the gold behind you. <laughs> Oh, it actually is shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I wanted to shout out PDC Custom for some awesome rifle chassis. There's none back behind me right now. We're still in full spotter mode. And Vortex Optics for Brown Santa just delivered the new or my new Ooh. Razor LHT right before this. So, like, literally five minutes before I got in here, the uh, doorbell rang. So, I'm going to go and mount this on a rifle now. Ooh. Also, I need to... I don't think I said Vortex. I totally forgot. Vortex, also, second shout-out. Love you guys. Can do it without you. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They know. <laughs> they know. They know. I. Yep. All right. So, I don't think we have anything else over in the lives. No, we have banana emojis. We need to end it. Yep. So, uh, McLean's going crazy, isn't he? Nope. 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 Somebody else. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. 
Well, this will be a wrap for episode 428, and we will see you guys next time.